Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host Jeff Buck and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Corey LaJoy of Go Fast Racing. If you don't know, Corey LaJoy is one of the underrated personalities in the Cup Series and is someone who always has interesting things to say. So of course uh, I thought he would make a good candidate for coming back on the 12 questions again this year after we had a good interview last year. So let's go ahead and jump right into it and hear what Corey LaJoy had to say on the 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Corey LaJoy. Corey, the first question is, are you an iPhone person or an Android person and why? Um, I'm a normal human being, so I'm an iPhone person. That makes you a normal human being? Yeah. Okay. Are, are, you, you, anti- are you an iPhone? I am an iPhone okay. person. Actually, you continue the streak. Not one driver so far has said Android, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to operate. I wouldn't even know how to turn one on. <laughs> okay. Um, if a fan meets you in the garage, they might only have like a really brief moment while you're walking somewhere or something. So, uh, you know, between like an autograph selfie or a quick comment, what's your advice on the best way for them to maximize that brief moment with you? I like, I think the selfie is the best way to go. Like have the camera ready and Hey, can I take a selfie? Yeah, sure. Snap. There, there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't even know who, what my name is anyways. So if you can call my name out and it's not Paul Menard, cause I get that about five times a weekend. You can call Corey LaJoy. Hey, can I get a selfie? That's automatic. It's automatic brownie points in my book. So people see a, a fire suit and they're like, you must be somebody. So they uh, just Paul Bernard. To... <laughs> <laughs> I say, yeah, I wish. Okay. Uh, when someone pulls a jerk move on the road, does that uh, feeling compare at all to what it's like when someone pulls a jerk move on the track? Uh, no. I, I get way more mad when uh, somebody pulls a jerk move on the road. Oh, okay. On the track. Because on the track you expect it right you're you're racing but on the road when somebody does something stupid it can put other people's lives in danger right so that that gets me way more fired up but i'm, I'm a little more tame in my older age now that mm-hmm. i get a little older so yeah i would i'm not one to honk i'm just one to get really close or put you in the median or <laughs> really get really uh use my my car as a, a weapon sometimes uh-huh I to, i've toned that down a little bit okay uh, has there ever been a time where you've had a sketchy situation with your safety equipment? Um, not that I can recall. Uh, my dad would get pretty mad at me if I didn't. Right? There's been times where I've raced a super late model or something without a without a Hans device. You just figure, oh, I either forgot it or I'm not going that fast. So there there might have been a couple times where I, I didn't race with a Hans device, but for the most part, uh, my dad would get pretty pissed off if. If uh, I, I didn't have all my stuff in order and I got hurt because it would look bad for the business, obviously. So yeah, and in that in that regard, I try to stay I stay pretty safe. So his interest goes beyond just the seats, obviously. Well, yeah. If if I get hurt with you know if, if my toe gets hurt in the race car, right? It still is a bad representation of the business. So uh-huh. uh, I got to make sure all my stuff's dialed in. So uh, if something does happen, I don't get too terribly hurt. Okay. If your crew chief put on a super secret illegal part on your car that made it way faster, would you want to know about it? Uh, I'd be interested to know what it was so I can apply it to a another car, whether it's a super late model or something. <laughs> uh, so you want to take his idea 
later after you race it and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what, whatever, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's what a lot, a lot of the big guys do. The, the risk versus reward. The reward's so much greater because if you can run an illegal part, like <clears throat> spoilers for four months at a time and not get caught till the end of the year and you already made the chase and you already made the, the final two rounds of the playoffs, well, that was worth it. So I would, uh, I would, I would run an illegal part because there's everybody else in the gray area. So, and uh, and they could tell you that they're box stock all they want to, but everybody's push, pushing the gray area. Some guys push a little bit more. Some guys don't. Is that like a mis- misconception among fans? Because I think people only think people are cheating when somebody's caught, right. but everybody's doing it all the time, pretty much. Uh, the further back in the garage you get, the less bending of the rules happens because the fines versus the budgets are way way smaller right on a team with a three million dollar budget a hundred thousand dollar fine is quite a bit to a 30 million dollar budget a hundred thousand dollar fine is nothing so that's got to be taken into account and also you know if when if we roll through pre-qualifying inspection and we fail the first time we're really worried about the next time we go through being right because we can't afford to lose another guy. Like we, we we're not maxed out on our roster numbers anyways. We're probably too shy anyways. So when we roll through and we fail, we're like, oh boy, we we can't afford to give John away for the rest of the weekend for just qualifying tech. So we got to make sure we get all of our stuff right when we go through. Huh? Wow. That's and those guys have a they, those guys just have another another mechanic to pull from. Those guys just have they'll put their crew chief in in the driver's bus for the race like those guys aren't going anywhere right yeah and they have the resources where they can bend the rules and not be that big of a penalty yeah oh that's interesting uh what is a food you would not recommend eating right before a race and are you speaking from personal experience (laughs) with this recommendation uh i would i would venture to say probably a taco bell run would probably not be well advised before the race i have so don't make that. a run for the border right before the race no no i don't recommend that at all um not from a not from a personal experience i usually get taco bell after the race um but like there's certain things where like um you don't want to you don't want to like be burping up something and it'd be just be smelling real bad because <laughs> uh it, it it it's not it's not fun when your your stomach's rumbling for 400 miles Oh God! And you can smell inside the helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. There's not there's not a whole lot of escape, right? For that. So, <laughs> all right, Corey, uh, is there life in outer space? And if so, do they race? <laughs> I don't think so. That's a good question. Um, that could get in a real deep conversation. But for the most part, I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. I I, I have other theories, but. Not enough time today. <laughs> That's well, we'll do a whole separate podcast yeah. on that sometime. Uh, what do drivers talk about when they're standing around at driver intros before the race? Uh, a lot of them talk about their kids, right, and what they do away from the track. There's not really a whole lot of racing talk because you're going to get a whole lot of racing fix for the next four hours. So, don't really want to. Uh, sometimes there's a little bit of talk, right? Just how's your car driving, this, that, and the other. But there's going to be a little bit more uh, talk this Sunday on. Uh, maybe pinning different drivers against each other, maybe head-to-head uh, fights. So see who would win what. I think there's going to be some more conversations about that. So, like, after the McDowell-Suarez thing, people will be like, hey, do you think this guy could take this yeah. guy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think there's going to be it's, some it, of that. It sparks conversation for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
What makes you happy right now? Uh, what makes me happy right now? My wife uh, and just my just the state of my career right now. Everything's going really, really good. I'm happy here at Go Fast Racing, bringing some fast cars to the racetrack. Um, and just reading the, re- reading the Bible quite a bit. It's been digging into that. It's been really good. Uh, yeah, so I got a lot of good things rolling in my life. So I'm pretty content and happy where I'm at right now. Cool. Okay, so a sponsor comes to you and they're like, Corey, great news. We're going to fund the entire rest of your racing career, but there's just one condition. You have to wear a clown nose and 80s rocker wig in every interview you do for the rest of your career. Would you accept this deal? It depends how much I would be getting paid out of the deal because funding funding my career, making $80,000 a year for the next 20 years is different than funding my career and me making $15 million. I see, I see. So if they're funding my career and I'm making $15 million, I'll wear a nose, hair, bell-bottom pants all they want. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't had that opportunity come to my come to my attention yet, but it would depend on what I would be making on the back end because every man has a price. Right. No, that's good. That's good. I, I didn't think about that when I made the question. I was thinking, you know, it's all a package deal, but you're right. Some, it could be the car versus you're getting nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is the 10th the year I've done the 12 questions. I've never repeated a question until now. Um, if you pick a number, a random number between a one and a hundred, I'm going to pull up a previous question from a past twelve questions interview, and I'll have that have you answer that one. Okay. What's your uh, What's your number to pull up? Uh, seventy one. Seventy one. That was my bandolero. Mo- that was my bandolero okay. uh, number back in the day. Um, do you, you keep a you, mental? You've asked way more questions than just a hundred. Right. I, I took out some of the shitty ones. That oh, okay. Or just they're just some. I'm not going to ask these again. Okay. Yeah. Good math, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you keep a mental list of people you owe for payback? Uh, no. Um, but you know, I guess so. You know the guys that you owe one to, but you also want to make sure that it's the right time and it's beneficial to you. Um, so I would like to say no because I'm not a revengeful type of person, but um, there are certain times where – you cut guys a little bit more of a break than others sometimes just from the way they race in the past. So uh, whether or not it's it's putting somebody in the wall, that probably isn't isn't how I think. It's just a matter of how hard I'm going to race somebody at what time of the race versus how they race me or did something to me weeks prior. Okay. Okay, so we already you've already kind of addressed this question for the next guy. You know, each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. Last week happened to be Paul Menard. Guess what he asked? He asked how often you get mistaken for him. You four much four said, to five times a weekend. Yeah, it sounds very often. Yeah, so I, I wish I wish I uh, was Paul Menard, but um, I'm not. And eventually, people may might start mistaking Paul Menard for Corey LaJoy. That's what he said. He said that he was walking in the garage and somebody said, "Hey, Corey LaJoy." Wow. First for everything. Yeah, I, I've gotten Paul Menard for the last three, four years before everybody kind of knows that I'm e- even here. So uh, that's that's small improvements. Jeff Maybe Buck. putting your face on a car has, has helped yeah. raise awareness of yes, your face. Yes, it definitely has, no doubt. Old Spice got their money's worth out of that. But, yeah, that that's actually funny that Paul Menard uh, got Core of the Joy because I've been getting Paul Menard for several, several times every weekend for wow. the last two years. That can only be slightly annoying, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so I actually don't know who the next interview is going to be with. Do you have a question I just might be able to ask another driver in the garage? Uh, let me think about that. I, I would say I would like ask somebody if you ever raced hungover, but nobody would 
be truthful in answering that. I mean, unless it would be like Clint Boyer and be like, hell yeah. <laughs> but um, I like the fighting thing. Like, the fighting thing's a good well, thing. Yeah. I think that one comes up a lot, though. Like, what driver wouldn't you fight? I, everybody says, like, Newman, right? Because he's, like, cornbread fed. Right. Nobody and, wants and to fight And he's got Newman. no neck, so, like, he could probably take a punch. But I... Do you think Suarez could take down Newman? No. So even Newman could take down yes, Suarez. Like yes. Newman's that indestructible. Newman Newman is an oak tree. You like you could like run into that guy and he'd like you'd bounce off. <laughs> so I think that I think a legitimate question would be uh, who who is so we all didn't consider Suarez a fighter, right or strong. Who was another sleeper in the garage that you probably wouldn't want to get in a fight with? Okay. Like so not Busher, like yeah. Like somebody like that. Not the main guys you think of. Not right. like the Newman type, but like who's a guy that's sneaky, strong. Right. That's yeah, going to be like able to like. Squirrely. Yeah. Like punch you in the face before you even know what happened. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's I, good. I would say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't even put, bet Suarez. I would have, I would have put Suarez like on the map, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have seen him yanking down Michael McDowell like a, like a little, little, like a little, little boy. So. <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize the the maybe Harvick because he has a wrestler background. Right? He has a wrestler background and he's training with Cowboy. You know, I'm sure he's picked up some tips here and there to put you in a, like an arm bar before you even knew what happened. So I probably wouldn't mess with would mess with Harvick. Yeah, that that would probably be a mistake. Yeah, I'm sure Cowboy's taught him some things. It's like, it's, hey man, show me an arm bar, <laughs> and then that's that. <laughs> like that's I think that's probably what I wouldn't mess with Harvick. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for the question. Thank yeah. you for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Corey LaJoy on the 12 questions. And of course, uh, has some comments that are not what you normally hear from some drivers. Uh, specifically, I think the ones about um, the the top teams uh, bending the rules a little bit more than the backmarker teams. I thought that was really interesting and something that I hadn't really thought about much, but makes sense if you think about it. And of course, uh, I enjoyed getting off on a little bit of a tangent there with the what driver would be uh, good to fight and stuff like that. I think I think Corey would be one of those guys where if you just put a microphone in front of him for an hour and had a conversation, it'd be pretty entertaining. So glad we got to spend a few minutes here doing that on the 12 questions. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be an interview from the Driven Life series where I'm talking to people about things uh, that could help others this year, whether it's habits uh, like health-wise or leadership, communication, whatever it may be. And one of those is concussions, head injuries. Robbie Lyons from the truck series had a series of concussions and he did not realize it until he listened to the audio version of Dale Jr.'s book and then took the advice of Dale Jr., went to Mickey Collins, the doctor that Dale Jr. recommends and credits Dale Jr.'s book with saving his life. So that is coming up on the next edition of the podcast that will be out Friday. And uh, so make sure you listen to that one. Pretty interesting stuff there. And he has some uh, advice on how the average person um, may be able to um, realize that they can get the same treatment as well. Um, it's not just like some celebrity thing he wants people to know. So he was trying to use that that message to help others, and uh, you can check that one out on Friday. 
I haven't mentioned my Amazon link in a while, but it is something that um, we are still using quite a bit. And those of you who are using it, uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, if you're not a patron of the podcast or the website and you are still looking for maybe a way to contribute in a small way, um, you can go to jeffgluck.com slash Amazon. And what happens there is it's it's no, no charge to you, but they give me a commission based on purchases um, that will take you right to the Amazon homepage and it, will, it puts like a tracking code and then I get a small commission for your purchase. So um, that adds up at the end of each month and we've been ordering all our diapers and wipes and stuff like that for Liliana from Amazon and that just helps me um, use the money from my Patreon page and puts it more back into the race travel um, and then I don't have to use that on diapers and stuff if it's coming from Amazon, if that makes sense. So jeffgluck.com slash Amazon is the link. And uh, again, next time you're doing your shopping, just start with that first and that would be helpful. Thank you. And thank you as well for listening to this podcast in the first place. I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.